Do you do a live jingle? No. Let's do a live jingle. I don't jingle. want to do a live jingle. Why not? Because I don't want to sing that bit. Hey? Oh, you, have you seen the bit at the end? Yeah, I can do that, but like we've got a guitar okay. down. But we're ready, ready to. to oh, you want to get the. I, yeah, don't sure. know, I don't know the chords. Why not? Because I, I do it on the piano. No. Hey? I do it on the piano. <laughs> I can't do it. Let's do a live jingle. No. Let's do it. No. It'd be funny. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, it's on your fake piano anyway. It's not like it's a real piano. It's yeah, like it's, I know. I'm not. It's, it's I think piano. it sounds better on fake piano anyway. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, the clap. Perfect. Got it. Nailed it. Move on. Hi guys, my name is Cameron. And I'm Shanara. Welcome to the Homework Club. So the past week, uh, we set each other some homework, didn't we? Yes, we did. And the homework was to watch each other's favourite movies, and you picked for me... American Psycho. Great. So American Psycho, um, made by Limegate Films in 2000, director Mary Harris, Darren Christian Bell, and it was based on the novel by Brett Easton Ellis. Now, have you actually read the book? I have read the book. I read the, actually read the book after I, I loved movie. the movie. Yeah. Went and read the book and then like watched the movie did again. Did you know it was based on the book before yes. watching the film? Yeah. Right, okay. So why did you watch the film first? Um, it was one of those films, you know, when you're growing up and you like see a glimpse of it yeah. at like midnight on like a channel, like, you know, you sneak out and you watch TV and it's on there. It was one of those and it always intrigued me because it was like super famous for being this really horrible sort of scary horror movie. Yeah, I, I was just fascinated by it. And then when I finally saw it, it was just so cool. I really liked it. How old were you when you watched it actually for the first time? When I probably watched it? Yeah. Probably like 19, 20. Like I wasn't a little kid when I watched it. Yeah. How old were you in 2000 actually? That's the question. In 2000? Yeah. Well, that was 18 years ago. So I was 10. <laughs> 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I I think it was like 11. Yeah. <laughs> I know mean, 2000 like feels like not that long ago, but actually it is 18 it's, years yeah. ago. It's actually mental. Is that when this came out? Yeah, 2000. Jeez. And I remember 2000 because we got a special calendar from school. It was the Millennium, the millennium calendar. calendar. <laughs> it was made out of tin foil. It was hard, like, like silver writing. Yeah, it was so futuristic. And it had silver writing and everything. We were so excited. <laughs> I swear I still have that. My mum's like, my mum's laughed at me. So when I set this for you, I asked you to look at a few things in particular when you watched it. Yeah. These things were the music, the monologues from the main the contrast between the scenes, and I said to you that you'd know what that meant, mm. and the ending about what you thought happened. Yeah. Um, so let's jump straight in. So what did you think of the music? Okay, the music from the right from the first scene. I mean, it's pretty incredible, isn't it? But more so than the soundtrack, I like his obsession with music. Yeah. Because that's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He doesn't enjoy music. He's obsessed yeah. with understanding music. And that's it. And like that's and that we come to that a bit more, but he's like obsessed with everything. And yeah. that's such a good intro to it. Yeah. That he has to have all the latest songs and he has to have listened to them all. But he also analyzes them beyond like anybody else. Are you into music? Yeah. But not to that level, obviously. No, well, obviously not. <laughs> See, I'm not it sounds weird, but I've never really been that into music. I would listen to like old songs like forever and ever and yeah. ever and never listen to anything new. But obviously for him that is a way it's obsessed into like normal society, isn't it? Yeah. Um I really like the different kinds of music within the actual uh, yeah. film as well. It reminds me a lot of like um have you seen Magnolia? No. Okay, so we need to put that on yeah. <laughs> awesome. the soundtrack to Magnolia is really yeah. awesome. I, and I love that, and you said that at the beginning, that's like piano solo yeah. when he's like doing his speech through the apartment. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's sort of chill, like, especially with what he says at the end, it's like just like chilling as well. Yeah. Um, I thought as well, mm. it's really good because it's, there's such like 
80s sort of songs. Yeah. And it's really, like, sets the scene for the mm. whole time. And also, um, because you know the song, because they're yeah. all, like, classic songs, yeah, yeah. you kind of relate to them a little mm. bit, and you're like, well, I like this song too. So does that mean I want to murder everybody? <laughs> <laughs> the music as well, I mean, especially in the first scene with that gorgeous food, and, you know, it's obviously, like, an upmarket, yeah. a very... Yeah, yeah, so it shows how... Of, yeah, absolutely, I mean, the food was incredible. And I like the fact that they eat so much because it was making. And they're them, obs- mm. but they're obsessed with that as well. Yeah, they're they're like, obsessed to go now. All they talk about is like where yeah. they're going for dinner, where they get reservations. And that scene when he's like, "I'm not even hungry anymore, but I just want that reservation." Yeah. And it's just such a good commentary on this like want, desire. And way, yeah. And the way he lies to that like that girl that takes all the drugs. Yeah. He lies to her that they got into that the poshest restaurant. Yeah. Because he knows that she'll go and tell people mm. that they went to that restaurant together. I like that. Yeah. And his secretary it. told her that they'd get into the yeah. place. Um, awesome. Let's move on to monologues. Um, these are actually, I love these, and they are word for word from the book. Yeah. They haven't been even changed. Uh, what did you think? I think Christian Bale did an excellent job monologues, absolutely excellent, especially the first one, yeah. when he says to the bartender, I want to well, rip your guts out and play with your blood. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant, and she and, ignores it. Yeah. But then you have to question as well, the way I saw it, like, what if he actually said that? And she's just chosen to ignore him because of his status, because of yeah. what he stands for. Um, because obviously, you know, the film and the book, they are playing on that kind of Exactly. And it was the same with the uh, the model, when he said he was yeah. into murders and executions. Yeah, and she, and she said, goes, oh, murders yeah. and acquisitions. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people yeah. do that. Absolutely. And, and I love that whole thing. It's like, did they hear him? Did they not hear him? Yeah. Or did they ignore it? Like... Um, and he even says, I'm just going to go back a little bit to the music when you said, like, to his girlfriend, I mean, not his girlfriend, his fiance, when he say, she, she's like, why are you listening to that? And he shouts at her, like, because I want to fit in. Yeah, yeah. And she just ignores it. you get it. that proper insight yeah. of, like, what's sort of ticking through his head. Um, when is it? It's when he, um, they're doing the cards, mm. you know, when they're giving each other their, their mm. business cards, and he's like, I'm, I'm struck with panic when I look at his, yeah. like, he's like, oh, my God, the beautiful lettering, the size, it's so tasteful. And he, like, totally yeah. flips out at this guy's card. And they all look the same. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they <laughs> all, like, basically shades of white. But I like his, I mean, we do get a butt shot, like, you know, first oh, thing. Oh, in the know? shower, yeah. Lovely, lovely worked, butt shot. So that was, this was in between. He did this, yeah. and then he did the machinist, yeah. where he had to lose, like, Something crazy like, yeah, yeah. you know, 50 kilos mm-hmm. or something. And then he did Batman not yeah. long after that. So yeah. he, within like a few things, he had to go down and up in weight. And then he did the fighter and lost a bunch again. And then he did um, one more after that and got heaps big again. Do you think that was his butt or do you think someone like Joe Giuliani? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that was his butt. butt. <laughs> they look like his butt. Do you think so? Think how so. do you know what Christian Bell uh, yeah. is? <laughs> I just like, assumed. How do you, you read that? But, I mean, <laughs> he was that, like totally shredded in that. Though. Yeah. He's monologue there. I mean, he uses a deep fork cleanser. I mean, and I love that again yeah. because he's so obsessed with it. He talks like meticulously about the the you know workout routine and the face routine and the cleaning What's routine. What's your facial routine? Splash a bit of water. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> but you know when he's doing them, um, oh. when he's peeling them out, and he really shot to that take. But I when mean, he, but I love that when he peels it off. And you're right, it would have taken yeah. so long. It would like come off in bits. But he's like, I'm simply, I'm not there it was no, just like empty. that was perfect he can do a thousand crunches how many crunches can you do one maybe no you can do more than one. <laughs> even i can do 200 no, i couldn't do 200 it's easy you just That's break boring, it down though. 20 years. okay <laughs> anyway um, you know when i was doing the seven week challenge 100 crunches a day and you increase it up 
I lasted three days before getting really, really bored. What, do you have to 300? Yeah, so you, like, increase it up, like, by 100. Yeah. But I got to 300, and I was like, this is actually really boring. (laughs) No immediate difference. (laughs) Why should I carry on? Yeah, absolutely. But um, Um, the monologues as well, and then linking that in, when he actually does kidnap, um, what's his face, Uh, Paul Allen. Yeah. And... I mean, that's one of the most darkest and hilarious scenes when he's in the rain. Yes, yeah. Paul! Yes, it is! I'm in my raincoat and I'm going to dance and I'm going to talk about music whilst I kill you! <laughs> no, I don't! Um, and that's that's kind of what I want to move on to, is this contrast between mm. the scenes. And we've kind of touched on this already because it kind of goes through the whole thing. But the way that, like, on one side he has this obsession with how he looks and how he works out and where he eats and all these things that are so important to him. And then he has this like completely like loose, reckless, animalistic side where he, he just can't help himself but like mm. kill these people, like rip them apart and stuff. I personally thought that was awesome. Mm. And, and you said you read the book. It's even more extreme. Mm. When you go from like a whole chapter, he talks in detail about every like device on his mm. stereo system for 20 pages and then he's like yeah and then I killed all these people and I ate all their guts mm. and I this I just thought that was so cool the way that you had these two parts to him but both sort of just as crazy and just mm. as obsessed they're empty aren't they that's yeah. the problem they are just devoid of actual meaning but I mean when he kills Paul Allen when the inspector says I just can't imagine one of his friends killing him for absolutely no reason and yeah. it was because of a just... business card yeah. Like, if you actually look into yeah, it, yeah. it's just simply because he had a better, like, fun. And they're all the same. They all look the same. They all dress the same. They all have the same yeah. classes. And they're all vice presidents. They, that was, I love that. that. All their things are exactly the same. the same. Yeah. yeah. And then when um, the one that comes out as gay, his friend, yeah. and he goes to strangle him, and he turns around and says, oh, I knew you felt this way about me. I've always felt this yeah. way. And again, it's like, like, you were about to kill this man because of his white business card? Yeah, yeah. Opposed to your bone <laughs> business card? What's going on? But that scene, um, when the prostitutes did, what happened with the prostitutes? What did you think? The first starting with the two prostitutes. They're so bored. Yeah, I mean, but that was, that was another thing mm. with that music, and that was the contrast, like, the one, with, the one with Paul Allen, mm. he has this super happy, bouncy music, and Paul Allen's like super drunk just sitting there, and he smashes him in the face with an axe. Mm. And then the same with the, the prostitutes, he has this like super romantic, loving song that he yeah. plays over the top of him being like, eat her asshole. Yeah. Are you going to sit there watching it? Are you going to eat it? Because <laughs> yeah. um, that time they both left, mm. but then she said she had to go to the emergency room. Yeah, so I don't know, because she seemed all right. No, she had I a punch think she had like um, so bloody nose, nose yeah. and then on the back, remember when There's he gets a hand around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kicks at them, don't forget my name is Paul Allen. Yeah. So I think his yeah. plan was for them to go and report so Paul Allen's yeah. still alive. But then that next time they came over was like totally messed yeah. up. Well, I mean. That's well, when he chased her down the hall yeah. with the chainsaw, that's like yeah. a classic scene. Absolutely. And but I mean, like, the trainers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Time mean, to put your shoes on. Yeah, yeah time to put your shoes on. I mean, unless you need to take them off. But like Which when you're on a clean street camera, I mean, do you put your trainers on? Well, you want to be, you want to be quick. What if you, you need to run you away? Do. You don't want to sit on the blood, do you? And I also like. Um, yeah, good for your heels. Yeah, good for the quads. He kept, the whenever, quads. whenever, like, just going back to what you said about yeah. Willem Dafoe when he comes in, he's like, "Where were you?" He's like, "Um, I think I was returning videotapes." Yeah, that's his excuse. And I was like, yeah. Everything. And he only watches one video, it's like a porn video that yeah. he watches while he's making reservations. Yeah, I'm so loud. And he never gives his name for a reservation, no. but he thinks people should recognise his name. 
Um, awesome. So let's go on to the last bit of homework I've given you was the ending. So um, he goes through all this killing, kills all these people, and he comes back at the end and he can't take it anymore. He shoots a bunch of people as he's running around and stuff. Mm. He goes, okay, I need to confess. And he runs to the he runs to the apartment, Paul Allen's apartment, where he's had all these bodies. Yeah, yeah. And it's empty. There's nothing there. And there's like a there's what there's like a real estate agent yeah. trying to sell it or something. And he's like, what's going on here? Mm. And he runs away and he calls his lawyer. He sits mm. there and calls his lawyer, and he says, I've killed all these people. I've done this. I've this. I've eaten their brains. I've done all this. I've killed maybe 20, 30, 50 people. I can't stop it. I can't see myself ever stopping. You need to do something about me. And then the guy's like, that's not funny. Mm. I just had lunch with Paul Allen yesterday. And he's like, what? And then you said, then he goes, he goes, what? He goes back to the restaurant mm. and he sits down with his friends and he just has a drink. Mm. And it's all fine. So what do you think happened? I see this ending, I mean, it's very interesting, very surreal, but so is the book. I mean, it falls in genre mm. postmodernism, so it even fits in. And I think this obsession of, like, having these happy endings, I mean, it just shows how much, like, we, like, lack imagination. Mm. I like ambiguity. And yeah, me too. When that scene with the, um, uh, the ATM issue, like, feed the cat, and then he goes on this, like, weird killing yeah. spree, goes into an office that but someone recognises him, goes into his actual office. It's obviously a psychotic breakdown. Yeah. It really is. So do you because, think that stuff happened? I don't think it did happen. I so, think it is a killer. But so do you I think he's killed all those people? I don't think he killed all those people. Do you think he killed some people? But I think his confession was true. I do think he's killed people, the people yeah. that he's actually named that we don't actually see on the screen. And when he says, I ate their brains, he had shame because he hesitated. He didn't just say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was almost disgusted he, with yeah, himself. he was he? crying. So you go say, actually, is he a psychopath? Is he schizophrenic? Yeah. Because that's two different things. You've got the split personalities as well. But then, then again, if he did do the killing, and that's a prime location, and an agent in America, it, you know, they make so much yeah. money on commission and stuff, then could it not just be a commentary on, like, the rich and the beautiful and how, like, they just get away with everything? Well, so that was why I added it in here, because Brett Easton Ellis mm. actually said he he thought the movie was really good, mm. except the ending. Yeah. Because he said he wanted it to be, like, to let, be left, mm. like, ambiguous and be like, did he kill all those people and nobody cared? Mm. Or was he crazy and he didn't actually do any of it? Mm. And he wanted it to be up in the air. He wanted people to go away and go, well, we don't know. And mm. kind of be this comment on, like, you know, that exactly that mm. sort of culture and that yuppie vibe of the... Well, Mary ideas. Haven said the same thing. She actually, when, like, in hindsight, she says she did the book. She, she didn't do the book because of the ending. Mm. And she wanted it to be more ambiguous, too. And instead, she said she did it... A little bit too close. That's why people can draw these conclusions. Mm, there should be a conclusion. Yeah. A little bit like Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Like, just like move on just, from it. Just yeah. leave it. But, but like, see that scene at the beginning as well. Um, not not the beginning. When he's dragging Paul Allen's body and yeah. he's leaving a trail of blood, blood. and then and the, the, the yeah, doorman just like looks like, at him. Yeah. And just carries on. And then you think, you know, if you are rich and you are beautiful, maybe you do you get, do get away with this. Um, I really like this film. I Good. think. I enjoyed it. I'm yeah, glad you well, did. Uh, yeah, you're glad, you're glad. So um, I watched this the first time um, maybe like eight years ago. So it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't too long ago. 
And the first time I watched it, I remember watching with a friend, and she was really into all these questions. She's like, what do you think happened there? And she was like trying to like draw all this symbolism out of yeah. every single scene, which is fun to do to a point, or you can just, you shut up. just enjoy yeah, the movie and, and, and think about it later. Yeah. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. Yeah. Just don't think about it. Walk out there and never think about it again. I was like, did she get rid of the body? Did she not? Who cares? It's a good film. Like, just let it be. But um, I really liked it then. And this is the second time watching again because of the homework. Yeah. And I did enjoy it again. I found it much funnier this time round. Yeah. It is actually actually super funny. It is. And there are some little, like, really little things. Because he's so deadpan all the time. Mm Because he's not funny. Like, he's not trying to be funny at all. When um, he describes to Willem Dafoe mm. the show he went and saw, yeah, um, I believe it was called Africa Oh Africa. It was a laugh riot. Yeah, like just the way he said that, like that's so funny that he's like he's trying to sort of say that something was super funny even though he's this super horrible. Reese Witherspoon was awesome as well. She was really good. She was so brilliant at playing that bacon. Yeah. Like, who just wanted him for his like status. Yeah. And who he was. Not she didn't like him. No, not at all. Like yeah. even in the cafe at the end when he breaks up with her when yeah. she's just like don't worry like like we're gonna sit together yeah like stop this <laughs> which is brilliant I mean, imagine saying that imagine you're trying to break yeah. up with someone and the person's like no yeah. no we, we're gonna be together yeah. and we're sticking to it and she wants to get married yeah and he calls her his so-called fiance but there's never a ring no so and he but he like barely speaks to her yeah the whole time and he's like super aware that she's cheating on him and he's yeah. super open that he's cheating on her and it's again this whole like lifestyle. Do you always... think she killed herself? Um, yeah. Those are one. When oh. she says, sorry, excuse me. When she says, uh, um, if I don't see you before Easter, take care of yourself. And then she's obviously maybe really she was pretty high. messed up. Wasn't yeah, she? she was. She was in a bed taking drugs and. Alcohol. And then you only saw him with mm. the other girl. Mm. You know that Lewis Carruthers guy. That was his girl. That was his yeah. wife or whatever. And he was just walking down the street with those other girls when he saw him with the bag. Mm. After he killed Paul Allen. Yeah. So yeah, she could have. That was she pretty. She was pretty. But like everybody in it was horrible. Yeah. Everyone in it was like a nasty cat, except Willem Dafoe. He was. But again, I mean, do you not think he was quite inept? Because. Or or he didn't really care. Yeah. Or he didn't. He wasn't really there. Or he wasn't really there. If Paul Allen was still alive, because he didn't he be talk there? to anybody else really, did he? He talked to secretary. Yeah. She made the poor man. What do you think about secretary? I wish he'd blasted her in the head with that. Um, nail gun. <laughs> but he just stood there behind her, and she was like, "Oh, he's like, I don't want to get you. I want you to get hurt." Mm. She's like, "Yeah, I don't want to get bruised." She's very <laughs> Have you seen? Um, she was surprisingly good. No, that's okay. Mel Gibson. Oh, I hate this one, right? It's so so sexist. And the female lead is meant to be this like career type, and like you know the kind of woman like you know yeah. you see every day, and it's fine. But you know she also wants to just. Fall in love. Find a man. Find the man. And Mel <laughs> Gibson's that man. And it's the most sexist film because, like, she just can't just be a strong-willed career woman. She has to also I want... have a man as well. Yeah, exactly. And this secretary reminded me of that character in What Women Want because she's got a good job. She's yeah. doing well for herself. But then she listens to him about her. And, and, and she still wants yeah. to date him. And he's horrible to her. The whole, he only, the he's only horrible to her. Yeah. And she just like wants to go on dates with him. She knows that he's engaged. She knows he's having an affair. And she still thinks she has a chance. Or yeah. wants to have a chance. And then as soon as he asks, she's like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Oh, like, you choose. You choose. Oh, no. And she chooses the most expensive yeah. restaurant. Yeah. Um, I love as well, like, in the work staff, that he never once does any work. No. He's Remember, he, TV. when he walks in, yeah. he, he gets in, puts his briefcase out. 
has his sunglasses on, put his feet up on the thing and press the TV on. Well, what is okay. the vice president? I mean, yeah. like, the vice president of what company? I don't, I don't right, didn't really understand that, wasn't it? Yeah. There was, like, six vice presidents. I mean, had... And they never did yeah. anything. They all just went to lunch and... Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Well, I'm so glad you liked it. I'm really glad that you did my homework for me. I did, and uh, I will give this... Um, are we doing like old time grades, you know, with the letters, or should we do the new time grades with the numbers? Oh, we do. Oh, yeah. I like that. Ooh, I think you know, let's so, not alienate the audience. Okay. Do we need to explain it to them? So, um, no, we'll just do like you know letters. Okay, we'll do old letters. Okay, old fashioned. I'm gonna give this a B. Good. Yeah, I think it is a good film. It's I'm good gonna film. give it an A because it's my favorite. Yeah, it's your favorite. I yeah. mean, there is an A star movie. I wouldn't give it an A. I think, I think yeah. I've got like more like comedies that I probably like enjoy mm. more, but on a level of like it's it's really entertaining and it's I feel like it's interesting to think about. This is my favorite, so it's I'm giving it an A. From this film, if you had to take away like like a lesson, what would that lesson be? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> don't murder everybody. No, for me it would be don't forget your trainers. Yeah, exactly. Just don't forget your chainsaw, no matter what you're doing. Everyone should have a chainsaw in their house. Yeah, you should. Or an album. Jeez, he had good aim. Sorry, just last one thing. He had amazing aim to be able to drop that on her. Yeah. That was unreal. That was. It was. It was. <laughs> but I'm thinking, I mean, like, a little bit of practice. We could be that's like true, it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Should we try that? We try that okay. good school. <laughs> chainsaw. Chainsaws yeah, every, like, every day long. Right, so, my homework for you was to watch The City of God, which is my favourite Yes, it was. Now, The City of God is a movie made in 2002. It was directed by Fernando Mieres mm-hmm. and Katie, uh, Katia Lund. It was written by Paolo Linz, and the screenplay was Braulio Mantovani. So, obviously, I'm very good at Portuguese. Um, it was nominated for four Oscars. This movie is really cool. Now, why is it your favourite movie? I The first time I watched this film was actually on TV, and I just caught it, and it was there. And I remember, because obviously it's a subtitled film, you know, I, I'm, my Portuguese isn't yeah, that I good. Agree. You know, it's not that fluent. But the first time I watched it, I was absolutely engrossed by the colours and the fact that it was from a child's perspective. My absolutely favourite book in the world is To Kill a Mockingbird and I love anything from a child's perspective and I watched it and I loved it and I like the dark humour because it's such a serious mm. film but it's hilarious at the same time because essentially we're following a boy called Rocket who wants to lose his virginity yeah. that's the point of the that's film like the, that's, that's like the, the, the story yeah. Yeah. but everything else is going around and I love narration that's one of my absolute favourite conventions of any film and Scott and I we love foreign narration because obviously, like, we don't know what to say, but it just sounds so beautiful yeah. and intelligent and amazing. So, yeah, for those reasons, it's my favorite film. And also, the kids, excellent actors. Brilliant All actors. of them. Unreal. Like, Absolutely. They go to, they, some of those kids, yep. the runts, they're like, yeah, must be six or seven. Tiny, yeah. Of One of the, um, the things about this film and similar films like this, have you ever, oh, no, I've forgotten the name of this, actually. It's by... Um, uh, near Val, I'll come back to this. You will come back to me. Um, she's the director of Monsoon Wedding, so I'll have to give that a quick goose in a bit. But yeah, she did um, like a documentary style about slum children in uh, Bombay, mm. and she used actual slum children in her film. And then um, for 
what was it now? Um, J Hostel, Slim Drug Millionaire. Yeah. The actual small children were actually slum children. Yeah. And similarly in City of God, they weren't actors; they were actually the children wow. from the slum. So yeah, excellent. So they like will know how to portray yeah. this kind of culture. So what were your homework tasks you sent me? So I asked you to look at the structure of the film, the cyclical um, structure, the stories within the stories, the perspectives of the children, obviously we've just discussed it, and the fact that it was a true story. So, structure, what did you think? Um, I, l I really liked it. Um, and I've got like a billion notes, but I loved the... Um, the, I, I really like the foreshadowing, the way that everyone that they came across, they might have said, oh, it's not time for their story yet. He did that maybe three or four times when the character would be introduced and they'd say, this is knockout Ned, mm -hmm. but we'll come to his story. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, we're going to come back to that. But the way that everybody was just linked in together was so good. Um, the tender true. You can't yeah. talk this, uh, you can't say the story of Sister God without talking about the story of the tender yeah. Um. And that was sort of, I think that sort of linked it. So like your your two things that were for me to like look at were the circular story and the story within stories. I think they kind of like joined up together mm. a little bit. And so you had the tender trio and then within that he said, but the tender trio story, I have to tell you Shaggy's story. Yeah. And then you hear the story about Shaggy mm. and then that tells you the wider story mm. of the tender trio. But then the way that that all came back around when they sort of came into when they were a bit older and it was little dice that came back mm. after all that because that had sort of oh, caused the whole thing. Name. He's horrible. Little dice yeah. right from the get-go. Um, How old was he when he joined the gang? They'd actually reveal the ages properly. They well, just... they'd say that when when it goes to the to the like modern day or like the future or whatever and little Z comes into it, they say that he is the most fearsome hood in all of... Um, City of God. All of City of God, yeah. and he's 18. Mm. And so he's the same age as Rocket. So mm. those two are the same. He looks so much And all the brothers are gone, and they were at least, what, five, six years older than mm. So they must have, like, so he must have been, like, 10 or something, mm. 10 or 12, when he killed all those people yeah. in the hotel. That was messed Absolutely up. shocking. And just, <clears throat> and the way that he just, like, went in and, like, shot mm. them all and then started laughing. That was like terrifying. It's very dark. And then that just like had your view of him set mm. already. Um, here's an interesting thing I'm going to propose to you. Mm. This is to do with the circular story and the stories within stories. Well, more the circular story. The camera. Mm. That comes up at all the crucial points. Yes. So when he when they're leaving, when he walks past and he sees Shaggy shot. Mm. Is it Shaggy or Goose? It might be Goose. Goose is his brother. With the one that's shot in the street when he's pushing the car. What is Shaggy? Yeah, he's shot down in the street and he sees the photographer mm. for the first time and that's when he decides that's what he wants to do. Yeah. Then the stuff with his with the girl, mm. he's like taking a photo of her and there's Tiago that he's like trying to get out of the photos. Yeah. Then What a tragic character Tiago. Oh man, he was horrible the whole way through. <laughs> it was terrible. He's like, Oh, why are you a junkie? Yeah. You shouldn't have to be a junkie. And then when Benny died, it came out of an argument. Like the reason he got shot by Blackie was because Blackie was trying to shoot Lil Z, yeah. but shot Benny instead yeah. because they were arguing over what the camera, cool which Benny, ben, was. Benny was amazing. Yeah. He didn't kill anyone all the way through. No, he was no. the best character. He didn't want anyone to kill anyone, no. and he didn't kill anyone. But he yeah. he gave them, he was trying to give Rocket the camera, yeah. and then he got killed. Yeah. And then Rocket got, got the photo, took the photo of the gang, which got him 
yeah. job. And so all of Rocket's like big points, that's how like he kept dipping back into it was this like, was this camera yeah. and this thing of him with the camera. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, he's a good recurring motif that um, crops up all the way through. Um, so with the stories within the stories, which one was your favourite story? Um, I think I really liked the Tender Trio actually mm. because you had these three boys who were like exactly the same. In the first, when you first sort of got introduced to them, you couldn't really tell them apart. They were sort of all these same things. They were all the same hoods, mm. and you just saw this mass of these three kids when they went and robbed the gas truck and stuff. Yeah. They were just these three kids. And then all of a sudden, after the hotel, one went religious, one found a girl, and one found work. Like, it, like instantly, they went very different. Coincidence is another one that keeps coming up, isn't it? And how all these stories connect. The one that finds um, Goose, isn't it? Shorty. Shorty. The, no, the, not the, Shorty. The, the wife that he sleeps with. Yeah. So the girl that he sleeps, you know, the lady he sleeps with? Yeah, yeah. Her husband is Shorty, yeah. who saw them all run away. Yeah, no, 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 that's not oh. what I mean. So, you know, when he's saying, right, you know what, forget this, you know, I'm done. And he's got his sprayed ankle and he's like, I'm going to go and find religion. Yeah. And as he's walking and he, um, the police Run go stop him. and then the other guy, and then it's just coincidence. Yeah. And then they shoot and he ricochets and he bounces and hits the windscreen and he that misses him again. Awesome. And he just walks it up church. And I was like, oh, I love those kind of screen yeah. moments. Absolutely. The camera work was fantastic as well in that scene. Um, so that was your favourite one, the tenure. My favourite one was actually uh, the house. Oh, of course. Yeah, the house, the, yeah, that, the house. That is going to be one of the best mm -hmm. pieces of like cinematography. Because yeah. that camera didn't change. No. It just sat there. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a weird mix of obviously changing what like what was room, but just the different people walking yeah. in and out. It was so good. It was so well directed. Yeah. I mean, the director is so, so talented. And the juxtaposition between all the scenes that you spoke about contrast in your favourite film. But like... You know, you've got in the first scene, it opens with the chicken, and this chicken is like trying to escape. And it feels, and it feels very like community. Yeah. It's like oh, it, like it's like oh, we're trying to get this chicken, chicken and have a yeah. meal, sort of. Thing. And then you got the gun, yeah. and then you got the kids running after the chicken with the gun. But I mean, the chicken's escaping. You're like, yeah, your chicken go. Yeah. Before you know your boil, your boiled fate. Have you ever killed a chicken? No, I don't plan on doing it. No, never. I've killed a chicken. Really? Yeah. Why? In Bangladesh, wow. um, like slaughtered it, you know, like we wanted it for dinner, yeah, like Jeez. yeah, it was That's just cool. like we had like animals on the farm, and it's like, do you want some chicken? A feature up, a feature up, and they said um, apparently English people can eat the meat, but they don't know how to prepare the meat. So I was like, um, excuse me, seven I'll years old, you. I will show you. <laughs> I showed them badly, but I showed them. <laughs> Like was it, it edible? Did. It was edible. I mean, I just, you know, I just killed the chicken. I got rid of the innards and then put the chicken. It was, it was fine. It was fine. That's why I'm just not grossed out by anything. <laughs> I had a lot to prove at a young age. So, excellent cam work in um, the apartment one. Yes. What about the children? The children's perspective. I loved it. Um, and it was so good because we had Rocket as this character. Yeah. And the whole, like, the whole story, he, he sort of, um, he narrates it, yeah. and it kind of follows him. Yeah. But really, it's nothing to do with him. It's more about, like, like it's, it's him sort of dipping in and out of this other thing that's going on, which has nothing really to do with him. Like, mm -hmm. Little Z's war on Carrot and all that stuff has nothing to do with him, but he's there. He keeps sort of coming in and out. And I love it that he, through all this, is just a kid. The amount, like, whenever it cuts back to him, it's him and that other guy talking about getting laid, mm. they skip school. 
uh, he they're talking about what they want to do in the future they're talking about girls they're talking about getting high like if you took away the fact that they're in this slum where these 18 year olds are shooting each other it would just be like a teen like yeah you know what i mean like it's Absolutely. just so it's, it's so, so normal especially that chapter with flirting with crime when yeah. he keeps trying to like hold someone up but he ends up was it oh this guy's from sao paulo nobody's cool from sao paulo he's such a cool guy He's brilliant, yeah. I <laughs> he's, such, he's like quite a dork. He's such a dork. Right. He's such a dork. And like, he never gets the girl. No. She never no, wants him because she goes like, with the cooler guys. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, there's no competition. There's, there's Benny. Yeah. The Benny's girl's the man. Girl is Benny. I mean, the guys <laughs> go with Benny. Benny's awesome. And I love it when Benny enters the room after um, T.A.U. gives him the makeover. And he walks yeah. in like, dude, I'm a Yeah, character. they all laugh at him. And they're yeah. like, Gah. And it's like, of course you do that. Because you're 18 years old. Yeah. From the start of the hair, of course you're going like, yeah. to make fun oh. of you. It's just different because they're sitting in a room counting, like, the three bags of cocaine yeah. and counting money with their guns on the table. This is the thing. It's hilarious, isn't it? It's shocking. It's so, so shocking. Putting a gun into the hands of actual children. They are well, five, six yeah. years old. That, at the end, yeah. when he gives them all to the runs. Yeah. Those when they chase the chicken, Ooh, yeah, oh, yeah. France, yeah, and that scene as well, um, when um, Steak has to kill one of them, that was, that was like, and when that was the Lil, hardest to watch. That was that when was he, tough. When Lil Z grabs that little one, you can see how tiny he yeah. is. He comes when he shoots him in the foot. Yeah, as we were watching that, I was like, how like, it's amazing to get this kid. You've just been shot in the foot. Yeah, because he looked like that. Like he mm. was in flight, like hysterical tears, holding his foot. That was such a good scene. Like, that acting in that was so good. But then you have to question, is that actually acting, or has this kid actually witnessed something like this? He was some kid at the end of the day. Probably has. And the other kid, I mean, what, he could was, what, seven, eight, shot yeah. in the chest, just prove the fact that State could kill. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't want to do it. He was crying himself as well. But just that, like, the whole thing with, you have this really hardcore, like, gangster stuff going on, mm. mixed with this youthful kid mm. stuff. Like, when uh, Diego mm. goes and he's like, oh, can you give me this money for this watch? And mm. he's, like, obviously, like, totally addicted. And he leaves. And Benny goes after him. Mm. And he races. He's, like, the way he gets his attention, he's, like, do you want to race bikes? Yeah. <laughs> they race their bike. And he's, like, hey, that's a cool shirt. Get me a shirt. And they stand back to back, like, yeah. measuring their sizes. Yeah. I'm, like, I love that so thing. innocent and kidding. But he's doing it to help this guy's drug habit. Yeah. Because he's addicted yeah. to cocaine. And Benny's, that's the only way he can actually yeah. help him out. Like, but at the same time, I mean, he wants to be a playboy. He wants to be part of that gang. Yeah. And that gang is nothing to do with the gangs that yeah, he's yeah. part of. And Benny's leaving to you. He got every single part, person in City of God together. And they came for him because he was a cool as yeah. good. And they had the everybody, yeah. every every single person because he was friends with everyone. And because of him, Carrot survived. Yeah. And, and I love that scene when... So Blackie comes back yeah. and shoots Benny accidentally. Mm. And then he goes straight to Carrot. He said, I've just killed, I've mm. just killed Benny. And he just said, you just killed the coolest hood in the whole city. Yeah. And he shoots him straight yeah. away. It shows how influential Benny was yeah. on Little Z and everybody. Because yeah. he literally, single-handedly, was stopping a war yeah. between these two gangs. And Carrot knew it. And Carrot knew how important he was. He killed the dude that did it, even yeah. though it was an accident. He was like, 
Day. Because he knew, because the war was going to start then. Yeah. And what about um, Knockout Ned? I mean, what a tragic story. That rape oh, scene, that was... That was really hardcore. Very, very... And, I mean, and it then, wasn't actually technically a rape scene because you just saw the flashes of... You saw his face yeah, as well. Yeah, and then you just and put together. he was... Oh, man, and that was his, his end as well. Mm. The way he was killed by that kid mm. because... Angel like the revenge of his father. Um, mm. But that was really cool because it was like... I love that sort of, you know, he had a really strict rule, mm. and then there's an exception to the rule, mm-hmm. and the exception that becomes the rule. Yeah. It was like a perfect, not only was it a great scene, but it was also a, a perfect explanation yes. of how that saying goes. Like, yeah. he's like, you've done that, you've done that, you've done that. Yeah, I like that. I like the fact that that little kid was there, and he stayed in that gang only to topple to the leader. That, yeah. And then after a while, when Rocket turns around and says, who started this war? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, and then, right. and then he, he said, he said, yeah, we, they, they yeah. forgot, and they forgot what it was about. Yeah. They were just, what did they say? He had a really good line, it was like, they're just trying to get more territory, to sell more drugs, to buy more guns, to take more territory. Yeah. They were stuck in this loop mm. of this stupid war, mm. um, which just was pointless, and was just killing everybody. But in a way, I know little Z is a psychopath, I mean, we're not going to deny that. But you know there's that saying that society will only flourish under benevol- benevolent dictator. Yeah. He was that benevolent dictator. There was, was well, there was that period there where yeah. it was really balanced. It was because he because didn't the, want the little, uh, like, camera The runs lot. running, yeah. 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 he was killing people. He didn't want war in City of and God. He, and he, he had that piece there. Yeah. And that's what, he, that's what his problem with Carrot was, because yeah. Carrot was letting him do it, mm. letting the kids do it. And that's what his problem was the whole time. He was like, I'm trying to get peace here. Mm-hmm. Then he sort of got... He lost his way a little bit. Yeah. Because, yeah, in that, in that, it's sort of in the, maybe a quarter of the way through, or a, or a third of the way through, everything's, like, fine. Mm. It's, like, this weird balance where it's, like, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. It was all pretty good. Yeah, I mean, if you are going to be a dictator, you might as well just kill off the enemies. Exactly. I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would. <laughs> and so then that, that stayed like that, basically, mm. until Benny died. Yeah. And that happened at the same time as Knockout Ned's thing, because then yeah. he went and joined Carrot and started killing everybody mm-hmm. back. What did you think of the film then? Did you like it? Your last point was that it's a true story. Oh yeah, I forgot about that category. Um, yeah, true story. So usually in films, you get the fact that it's a true story right from the beginning, it's advertised. I really liked it. I really liked it and they made a real point of it. Mm. Because I think, I said for a couple of reasons. I thought because they wanted the story to be its own thing. Mm. Like here's a story, told a story, and then, by the way, this was actually true. That and was it's, possibly... it's more of like a it's like whoa yeah it blows I think it'd be more it's more impactful knowing it. Hundred percent. I remember that that's the reason why it's one of my favorite films just simply because of the fact that oh my name is not Rocket anymore it's William this, McGregor yeah. and I'm now a photographer. Based on the true story, I was like yeah. no way, way. <laughs> yeah. no way this is awesome it actually happened. But you were asking as well like there is another film and you said is it the sequel? It's not. It is a documentary following the lives of the actors who are in there. Oh, okay. It's not great. I mean, it is a documentary. Well, I asked that before this as well, that, like, had these actors done anything else? And they haven't, really. A couple of them have done little, um, like, Brazilian things. But most of them have just done this. But it's so good. And they are so good in it. This is the thing. Like, it's controversial. So the film that I spoke about before is called Salam Bombay. And the director is um, Nira uh, Nair, and she directed Monsoon Wedding. And she was probably one of the first directors to use actual slum children in the mm. film, but she played them really, really well. But then you had the director of um, Slumdog Millionaire, and he, you know, 
used some children, but then didn't pay them correctly. Mm. You know, so that was a massive okay. controversy then. And then again, similarly, in City of God, you used some children, but then you actually don't look after them later on. Yeah. They, and like what has this done for the yeah. favelas and stuff like has it actually brought any attention to it like i've heard crazy stories about these places like the police yeah. can't go in there because they're so yeah. heavily armed and stuff um and you you hope that when they i, I don't want to say exploiting but they're using this for mm. entertainment they're using the slums for entertainment but they are that's the point isn't like it? that they would do some benefit for them fortunately i don't think they have i mean i mean us now sitting here in the uk we've Really enjoy this film. We can appreciate its beauty, everything about it. And then we get but to then we carry on. We get to go back yeah. to our houses. Yeah. Um, I really like this movie. I really do. I've seen it a, a bunch of times before. It probably it would have to be my favorite foreign language movie. Yeah. And it's probably it's similar to you. Like it's one where I think someone was like, "Hey, let's just watch this movie," and flicked it on. And I was mm. at first, I was like, "This is in Portuguese. I don't mm. know this." But you forget instantly, yeah. and it's just so well done, and ah, oh, just the vibe of it is really cool. The color is awesome. Just mm. the it's heat so of hot. it all—it's hot yeah, the whole time. They're all sweaty. Sweating. They're all yeah. sweaty and hot and, and dirty, like right the whole now. time. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like there. We see how it's amazing. Um, a couple of things that stood out for me mm. that I wanted to just this the detail that that woman goes into on the sex tour. Yeah. When she's like, she's like, doesn't your doesn't your husband lick you? He licks me. She's like. Yeah, doesn't he take you from behind? It's great. You get a warm banana. You get a banana, you warm it up, <laughs> and you put it in your thing while he takes you from I was like, that is full on. That is like super detailed. Me, I mean, if you <laughs> yeah. She was doing the washing yeah. while she explained all that. Like really like nonchalant. Yeah. Like, yeah so and then the next banana, scene is with yeah. um is on the bed and then and the banana, banana just sitting there. And that's when she faces her death. And then Goose jumps out, yeah. Yeah. And um, Shorty tries to bury her and stuff. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to bring up, I don't know if you noticed this. Mm-hmm. Because I noticed it, but it was in a weird way. Okay, so we had these are the characters. We had Rocket, Goose, Shaggy, Clipper, Shorty, Little Dice became Little Z, like uh, Stringy, Blackie, Carrot, Big Boy, Aristotle, Steak, Rocket. Oh, I said Rocket already. But all fake names, yeah. all names that they've given themselves. Yeah. We also had Bernice and Angelica. Yeah. Why did the girls have their real name? Because they weren't part. They weren't gangsters. They weren't hoods. Rocket wasn't a hood. No, Rocket wasn't a hood. But isn't that interesting? They all. Mm. Like, and it seemed like a total normal thing that you just give yourself a name, um, except him. That scene, though, when you, you just reminded me of um, Bernice, right? You know, when she puts the lantern on, right? Yeah. And it's that music. <laughs> like, love at first sight. It was and brilliant. That was brilliant. That was so good because when she was doing the washing up and yeah. he was talking to her, and she was like, he's like, no, 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 I'll, I won't stop. And she's like, no, he's like, I will stop. And she says, hoods don't stop, they just take a break. Mm. And each of the everything he said, she had an answer about what hoods do. Yeah. And then the next scene, Rocket was describing that to each of the like to as the gangsters were doing their gangster yeah. stuff. That was really cool. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. And again, she, she then she get doesn't she get with someone at the end? Doesn't she get with? Like, She's with someone in the city when yeah. they get there because they say it's really really subtle and they're like, oh, oh she she my used mother. to she used to hook up with um little little Dice's brother or yeah. something. Yeah. It was just one of the carrots, carrots crew or yeah, something. I think so, yeah. Um, that was really think, cool. Oh no, she came back. She never did escape yeah. then, and they were trying yeah. to escape. She never got to that farm. Yeah. What happened to Angelica? Never I don't her. know. You never see that. She, Lil Z like, like chased her out of the yeah. dance hall. I feel and like she probably ran away for yeah. her life because she was nice. Yeah, she was nice. Um, and they had a great idea, you know, when she like we're just yeah. at heart and like let's just get out. 
Yeah. They all just wanted but that to was get the out. Thing, and that was another thing with the circular story. Benice, they were like, they talked about getting out. Those two talked about getting out. One other thing I noticed, well, I've got two other things there, so. One thing I noticed, at the very beginning, the tender trio rob a gas truck. Yeah. And right at the end, when the big final war is happening, they, Lil Z runs and jumps and grabs a gas truck. Mm. He he kicks the driver yeah, out of the yeah. gas truck and takes it as well. And it's like the whole thing has yeah. come back around. And then the runts are saying like exactly mm. what Little Dice said when he was little. Yeah. But the last thing I thought was really cool was um, when they were trying to do their own sticker mm. and they jumped in the car with that guy. Mm. And then the next scene was them looking at a body in the river, or like in the ditch, and you mm. thought that was them having killed him. Yeah. And then they drove past uh, the car. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that was really good. That was such a good scene. Who was that? That guy. No, the dead body. You knew it was a woman. Yeah, oh, because the then you went back and Lil Z said, oh, why did you kill your girl in our oh, town Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, hey? Maybe that was Benice. Maybe not. Maybe not. No, 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 no. Because Benice is with little carrots um, and girl. Well, uh, guy, yeah, she's with little carrots, guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the reason why the police come, isn't it? And that, yeah. it is Blackie. And then he says to Blackie, you need to leave, get out. Yeah. And that's how it all starts, yeah. So, how important do you think both of these films are, City of God and American Psycho? Um, I, th- uh, Shall we define important, like... Yeah, what do you, like, important for, for the world, or for the country that was set in, or for, like, the people that watch, like, you know, what do you mean? Let's say the world, like, in the sense of, like, cinema as a whole, and then, I mean, we're talking about one film which is so surreal, so grotesque with its violence, so hard-watching, but then, quite funny at the same time, then you watch another film which is actually hilarious, but it's set in the like most so, shocking, but, but shocking, but also, like, yeah. so true. And so, you had to see God, which is, like... But that was like totally just this is what is going on where the other one sort of played with your mind a bit. I think if you talk about importance for cinema and yes. importance for culture and everything, I think City of God is, is a really important movie. Mm-hmm. I think because it did so well for the kind of movie it was, that is huge. Mm. Um, I feel like I feel like American Psycho did a lot for cinema as in it brought like R-rated movies into the mainstream a bit more mm-hmm. because it, you know when it was a book, they had it wrapped in plastic on bookshelves because they, they didn't want kids coming in and flicking through it because it was so horrific. The book is like a million times worse mm. than the movie, so it's so toned down. But they well, got it kind this... of has to be annoying. Oh, yeah. I mean... But they get this like mainstream actor to do this like super controversial book. But they were like a bunch of mainstream actors. It kind of normalised that a bit. And you could be like, we can have a scary, sort of crazy, R-rated movie with good people in it and have it as like a thing that everybody can watch. Not everybody, mm. but normal movie watchers can watch. That's pretty good. And what about City of God then? Because you said, I mean, it did so well. Yeah, because they used, like it was it was this foreign language movie, mm. but nobody nobody talks about it. And you didn't say it's my favourite foreign language film. You said it's mm. my favourite film. Yeah, and people true. talk about that. They say, I love that movie. Nobody says, I love that foreign movie. Mm. Like, it was a huge sort of gap jumper because it, it was a mainstream movie, um, but it also had a huge message and just sort of this shocking reveal of what's going on in this culture. I think both of these films are very important because they somewhat subvert um, genre as well as structure. So I remember when I was at university and I drew out the structure for City of God mm. and it was literally a circle yeah. and all these mini circles coming out of it. And I was like, look at just looking at it visually like that, it's already interesting. Yeah. You know, it's much more interesting than, you know, linear storyline or even a non linear. But it's just, I love that. And I like the fact that 
it is a massive juxtaposition of shock, horror, grotesque against humour. Yeah. And you know. and this like innocent kid yeah, innocent. trying to grow up Absolutely. and doing the normal thing like everybody. And probably similar, you know, like we said that the music in American Psycho made mm-hmm. you sort of relate to them a bit. Yeah. But then he's like, this psycho is going to kill those people. Yeah. It was the same as City of God. You yeah. relate to him completely. Everyone's gone through what he's going through. Yeah. But then he's also trying not to get shot and yeah. trying to like, dodge yeah. drug dealers and stuff. You are right about what you said. It's a foreign language film or not. And, you know, I'm really opposed to calling films like a foreign language not. You know, everything's foreign. You know, it's depending where you are. Yeah, <laughs> everything's foreign. Um, it's a great film. A great actor, yeah. a great film. Yeah. Amazing direction. Yeah. What would you give it? What would be your grade for City of God? I think I'd give it an A. Yeah. So I really, I, I really like it. I think it's so far up there. Do you like it more than Americans? No. 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 Because that's get out of here. Yeah, it is. But it is like you like you said, the acting yeah. is amazing, the colour of it is amazing, the, but like even all those things, mm. but the story itself is just really good. It's just a really interesting story. It has a really good start and finish for everybody. Like it, ca- it cups up everybody's story except Angelica, who we don't know. No. We just I wish that that's the only problem. I'll give it an A minus. <laughs> because I don't know about Angelica. Because of Angelica. Yeah. What happened to her? She's probably dead. Probably. Probably dead. Yeah. But I want to know. You want to know that she's dead. <laughs> Where's Chico? We don't a, know what happened to him. Yeah. I don't care about him. Oh, he wasn't a likable character. He got I shot. Guess. No, he got shot. He was in the car. He was in the truck with um. He got the end. Who? He got shot. With Lil Z. Oh, yes, yes. In the yes. truck when they crashed. He the was thing. just a truck character. Have you seen The Wire? No. Is he in that? No, no. <laughs> 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 no, it's like making way from Brazil to be the one. No, no, there's another tragic character, like a junkie character. They just go, why are you a junkie? Like, a yeah. waste of time. <laughs> um, so we need to set our homework for next week. Yes. I've got homework for you. I've got homework for you. Should I tell you my homework for you? Please do. Okay, so. Well, what's our focus for next week? Well, this is it. We spoke about this earlier, and we said, you know, we like the fact that American Psycho was um, a, a film adaptation of a book. So that's our homework for next week. And... I would like you to watch my favourite film adaptation, which is A Clockwork Orange. Oh, thank God I've already read the book. <laughs> it's a great book. That makes it easy. I've read the book, so that's good. Yeah. So, yeah, A Clockwork Orange. Um, Do you want me to tell you my focus on that now? Yes, yeah? please. Okay, cool. So, I'd like you to focus on how good is adaptation, like how true to the book is it? Um, what's the message? Getting a little bit philosophical here. Mm, getting a little bit highty-tighty. Yeah? Alex, the main character. Okay. Do you think it's evil or misunderstood? Okay. And we look into it. Don't just say it's a misunderstood. <laughs> I've like, one answer, one word. Yeah, like, no, no, he's evil. And the music, singing in the rain. Okay. And really think about that with the like, violence. Okay, the cool. Arms and yeah. Well, my uh, book to film for you is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I've neither read the book nor watched the film. You will love it. The book is super short, you can read the book. Um, and my focus for you, I'm going to have the same first focus for you, so yeah. is it true to the book? Yeah. Um, my second focus is on specifically Johnny Depp's character, and I'll tell you a bit more a bit more why I want you to focus on that next week. Um, the commentary on America as a whole and the descriptions that they do of the drugs they take. Okay. That's your four focuses. Good. So I've got my four focuses you've got your focuses and we've got our homework set for next week Uh, and of course if all the listeners would like to join along with us you we encourage you extremely much to (laughs) watch the films and focus on what we're focusing on do you agree with what we say do you disagree are you focusing on something else would you have picked a different movie 
And if you have any suggestions for a category, then please email us on the homework club pod at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at, at club underscore homework. Thank you, Shanara. Thank you, Cameron. And we'll see you next week. See you next week.